bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A N A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. And we just got back from Miami Pride last night. We, or I would say yesterday afternoon. We flew in. Took it was amazing. A, took an Uber to Julie's house. Mm-hmm. We were going to come straight into the office slash drug den, but yeah. we instead went directly to the couch yeah where i passed out because i was so tired from all the fun that i had so now it's morning time yeah and we have morning voices uh-huh, that's why we sound like those <laughs> and i'm drinking actual coffee during this <laughs> a very special coffee i did have to pour some whiskey in it i could use some more whiskey in it quite frankly yeah well there's plenty to be had here <laughs> you could use some whiskey in your coffee <laughs> so, always um, always but the good news is we already recorded the Patreon podcast we did. in Miami. That's right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We did. So that, which I don't think has ever happened before. Have where, we ever done that before? Where we've done the Patreon before mm-hmm. the regular. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. I think it, we've tried to make it happen. I mean, we recorded it in our hotel room, also <laughs> known as the drug den. It was the drug den. Of, it was our Miami drug den. <laughs> our oh hotel room. Oh my God. Room. I mean... Miami was packed. It was South Beach. It was packed. I mean, it was packed with people. Every hotel was sold out. Miami Pride was like the thing to be at. It was all, it was everyone was, I mean, it was everyone. We saw Clive Davis on the plane he on was the on way our, there. He, we saw him the second we got to LAX. Which was crazy. I was like, Julie, there's someone rich. It wasn't even him. It was his. Oh, yeah. But Husband? Who, I don't know. Boyfriend? But I don't even know. That guy alone had bodyguards. Yes. His outfit. I go, Julie, there's someone rich. He has yep. bodyguards. Yep. And then we followed the guy out. And then she goes, well, he just walked over to Clive Davis. <laughs> and then I was like, is Clive Davis on our flight? Is Clive Davis going to Miami? They're going to Miami. Going to Miami. And they had a dog. They had another hand, handsome handler yes. with a dog. He had two good looking gay guys <laughs> yes. in blazers and like full, like dressed up to go to the airport. Clearly, if you work for Clive Davis, you have to be a gentleman about town. And his dog was a King Span- King, King Charles Spaniel, which was the silkiest, look softest, most perfectly groomed dog I've ever seen. Beautiful. And they were so nice. So nice. Because so we nice. passed them while, while they were in first class right. and we were shuffling by with our backs. We were we were in a we were in a U-Haul attached to the plane. Yeah. That's how far back and we were going. And then Julie's like, oh, the dog. Lezzing out to the dog, which was great. We did a whole shtick that worked. It did. They were all into it. They were into it. It was very <laughs> cute. I don't know that Clive Davis was aware of I don't think being alive. Hear. I don't know if but, his miracle ear was turned up loud yeah, enough. I don't know, but I mean, it was that was cool just to go instantaneously into that, and um, we had the time of our lives. We had an amazing time. We hosted Gay really? Pride there, and it was it was it was uh, like I said there, and I'll say it 
I'm not afraid to say it. It was the best Pride I've ever been to. It was especially a big... <clears throat> I think we've been to very small... I mean, we went to a very meaningful, powerful Pride at Joshua Tree. Yes. Which only had... Of course. Like a, it was that actual real Pride because it only had like a couple hundred people yeah. in a full um, racist, homophobic town <laughs> yeah. that only yeah. maybe has a population of like 2,500. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. But as far as a big sort of... You know, it's exactly like Miami. It almost seems like it's a cor- a corporate city like L.A. or New York or, or Dallas, mm-hmm. you know, but in fact, or Chicago. But in fact, Miami's kind of like desperately trying to hold on to its independent like. Right. The people live like as if they are in a community, but they're living in a big city. It's not like L.A. L.A. Well, and even, the, even when you walk on Ocean Avenue, it's not like it's. It's not it's not um chain bars. Right, 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 right. It's individually right, that's right. that's the vibe. It's like we're very expensive. Yes. Because that's what it yes. costs to not be corporate. <laughs> yes. But that's how the pride Oof. felt. The pride did feel not corporate to it me. It did not feel corporate. But it was beautiful and huge. Huge. Huge and free and all inclusive. All inclusive. You didn't have to pay to go in. The party was crazy. It was everything you want in a pride. People like naked, half naked, dressed drag queens and people in crazy outfits there were so many all kinds of people i saw so many straight couples feeling their lives like straight doing grinding and, and yeah, stuff like straight like, people that you would normally if you saw them and you tried to stereotype you might think they weren't even into gay people right, you know what i mean right, you just right, be like right, i don't know they just right. seem like authentic yeah. in their own right. thing and then there they are, like in the fifth just, row, in the crowd, like yeah, grinding just, in the rain. And you're like, yeah. oh, well, I guess you are do like gay people. Sorry, yeah. I judged you. Oh, there was one couple I saw while I was walking out. I bought these sandals or whatever. And as I'm walking out, because I had to go to, I couldn't walk out the, towards the front. I had to walk out towards the back where there were less people because I was going to die. Fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. <laughs> so there was this couple standing by this frozen lemonade stand where they had some space. And they were... I mean, I don't know if they took ecstasy. I don't know what they, what, I, hope I don't they know. Did. But they were definitely, a, I don't know if they're, whatever. There was a man and a woman, and they were going for it. <laughs> well, we took some Molly, but we didn't have enough. No. We had a used Molly <laughs> that we had maybe taken a half of. Right. Probably last time we were in Miami. I swear to God, I feel like it was the last time we were in Miami where you were like, I only want to have, I can't remember. Was I know. It Vegas? I'm cautious. Maybe I'm it was cautious. Vegas that it. we took it, but it was definitely like uh, more than a year ago. So I'm like digging around in my damn pills, like where the fuck's that Molly, which I keep in a bag, because uh-huh. God forbid it get mixed in with the Xanax, and I take a half bite of it when I'm stressed out, and I'm suddenly going I'm to an audition. <laughs> You're like trying to do some audition. You're yeah. like, ooh, God, this. What is, do you guys? Oh. This is amazing. Like, you know what, Mark? No, not tonight. So we took, we did. I don't. Oh, Saturday, we did do. We basically both did a quarter because it was a half of a Molly. Mm-hmm. We both did a quarter. I mean, I felt it marginally, but that didn't stop us from, you know, lurking on more. Anything anyone had. We're like, who's got, you know, the smack? (laughs) (laughs) I want to chase the dragon right now. 2 p.m. on a Saturday. I'm too stressed out. I'm too stressed out. I get too stressed out when it comes to that. Because, you know, I have a thing with crowds. And so I go into those situations just like if anything happens to me while I'm on. And even if I'm drinking, like I just... Yeah. I have a thing in my mind where I have to make sure that I'm not going to... I don't know. I can't explain it. And I know that's annoying to people. But... Well, on Saturday, while on the Molly and the 50 other drugs, um, we were just like... Part, Saturday was our only free day. So this is just why it's relevant. Because that's only when Julie will really let her hair down. So that was when we took the Molly. But it was like 
Friday, you know, we worked, and then Sunday we worked. So right. Saturday was our free day. So we sun up to sundown. We were at the palace, which is the outdoor drag show. But it was almost show. still like we were appearing. <laughs> well, we're always I doing thought, appearances. I honey. felt like it was, we almost, we, I feel like. We were still representing. I, representing. We were absolutely 100% representing that entire day. Well, like, yeah, because, and normally we would be the type that would be like, we don't have to work. Let's just like not go near that. <laughs> right. You know but what I mean? We were in, in it, and yeah. they knew it. Cause they they all knew it. Yeah. They knew it. It was it was fun. But the, so we went to the palace. That's the and for any of you who've been to Miami, you have to go there. It was super great, and we even shed a tear. That's where we did officially oh drop the gosh. Molly, and then we went on to the <laughs> we went on to the Pride, <laughs> which is right across the street. I can't help. I will Pride. It always gets me. It yeah, always does. It really does. And at one point at the palace, the host said brought out her mom. Mm. And her mom, you know, was a regular mom, like short hair. She was wearing like a sweatband from the 80s that was rainbow, like around her. You know, she's uh-huh. wearing like a pride, like get up. Mm-hmm. But this was Saturday. It wasn't right. the day of the right. parade, but there was still festivities. Right. And she, and she said, this, the I forget the performer's name. I should know it. I but can't remember either. She's like, this is my mom. She's here with me every weekend. <gasps> and she's for years and she's been supportive. And for and then this place was fucking packed yeah. like, and they are you're outside and they're doing a drag show hanging from the rafters <laughs> death drops like i'm on talking, the table yeah like a full pair they go burning. into the sidewalk yeah i mean it's it's yeah it was, it's the best it's the best yeah it was so i mean it's she basically said her mom's there every weekend and for anyone whose parents have rejected them or mm-hmm. they don't feel like they have anyone to talk to she's there t- for you to talk to and me and julia were like <laughs> <laughs> My mom is there for me, but I'd love to just hear someone else talk to you. <laughs> Sometimes I just look out into the crowd of the sea of gayness or whatever, and I'm just moved to tears. You it's know what so- I mean? Or like when the drag queen ha- held hands with the baby. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, the my God. I can't take it. Like, and seeing all people together like that, it does. It moves me. I, I can't help it. I'll sit there trying not to cry the whole time. Yeah. So then we go to the, the my whole point of all of this is that when we finally get to the to the like festivities were stumbling and <laughs> rumbling out into the crowd because we were like in a, like a VIP tent, but it wasn't like oh, yeah. a performer thing. It was like a right. It was just a, a pretend you Something could you could yeah. pay more for. So we said we need to go into the we need to go into the people because we need to find the food. Is basically what it is. I needed that corn. So we go out. <laughs> we're rumbling, stumbling around, and we see this tragic crystal methy <laughs> protester. Oh my god, that's right, right. And we like you have better to learn go. to love Jesus, and I mean, you know, the whole thing, the whole thing. He was doing all of it, and of course, we were a moth to a flame. We sure were, and people were trying to, you know, whatever. It was a very small group. It wasn't even a huge group. It was one guy. He had, like, think about four guy, other guys behind him, all gay, by the way. And I, I mean, and I'm, we're saying that just as an assumption because they look gay. I'm pretty much but saying closeted. it as a fact. Closeted for sure, and they were, you know. Yelling You're Jesus. burning in hell. Yeah. You got to take Jesus. You got to fear God. You're not, you know, this isn't God's word. And, more insulting. and I'm here for more you. Insulting. Yeah, I mean, he was, that guy's whole thing was like, I'm here for you. And this, we're here for you. We're trying to help you and blah, blah, blah. And people, you know, and it's just the cool thing about it is that the group that it's so small now, like the protesters, you know, you know, 10 years ago, that would have been in a, a whole a whole parade in and of itself. Like I was like I felt like they were hired. I was like because we were over there. Now. We were over there like it was a show. I was like they just had to yeah, have like them a as, show. They had to have it or it wouldn't count. 
But I look around. It's all women. I'm like, women just love this drama. It's just mainly women. Right. One twink walks up and bends over and spreads his asshole to the guy. He's yes. just holding his asshole and open. And there was a guy blowing the whistle and dancing around him. Yeah. And people try and drown him out and stuff. And, you know. But most importantly, Julie yelled out, where's the corn? Because we couldn't find the booth with the corn. People were walking around eating scrumptious, delicious me, corn. sir. I'm sorry. I know that you're working or whatever you're doing. Do you know where the corn is? No. Everyone that walked by eating the corn, we'd say, where the fuck is the corn? We never found th- it. Do you think that I can just make that? Well, first of all, it's more pointy than the corn. Well, you, it's regular well, corn. No, and but then it did look like almost like a spear. It did. But <laughs> let's say I bought some corn okay. and boiled the corn. Right. What's the secret? It's, it's got to be this. It's butter and it's some it's other spices. That, I think it's so that, what is it? I think it's that red stuff that. You can put it sometimes on fruit. What is that called? I need to just... I have that. I have that here. Oh, yeah. That's right. I think it's that. I'm not sure, but maybe it's cayenne. I don't think it's spicy. I mean, if I got some non-GMO corn... Right. Summer sweet and corn. And mixed but, and melted butter and that shit. Could I just ha- make that here today? Mm-hmm. I'm doing it later. I'm making that later. Because you know what? We never found need the damn it. corn. No. And all I've been thinking about is the corn. <laughs> well... She yelled out, where's the corn? And then we <laughs> kept it pushing. We stayed we stayed by the protesters for like a damn hour and a half, <sighs> rolling on Molly and being yeah. like, this is so like hilarious. It was hilarious. And people just aren't, it's just great. We just are so, we should be proud because. That's right. Because those are, they're, they're on their way out. The protesters are on their way out. There's so few and far between. And pride has become almost like a, a county fair where it was literally every single, you know, of strollers and kids and so teenagers kids. and families and gay people and straight people and trans and blah, and blah, 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 blah. And everyone <laughs> is there because the music is fun. It's a great party. You're drinking. It's outside. And people just, it's almost just like a love party now. And it's just yeah. like, be you, do you. We don't care. Tell the kids about the Patreon before we go. We already recorded oh. it, so. Um, if you're not a subscriber to the Patreon, please go to patreon.com <laughs> slash dumbgaypolitics to listen to other things besides politics for us, for you and to enjoy for us to talk about. Um, I mean, it's Julie a dollar. was singing Despacito. <laughs> we did a whole made up Despacito number. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was good. Um, it's, it's a drunken... It's a free for all. <laughs> That's a good description. It's a free for all. It's sort of like um, I am. It's almost like it's like gay pride. It's like gay pride, but on but on the Patreon for your ears. It's a gay pride for your ears. That's nice because it's a little bit of everything, and you know, it's no. You don't need to define. You don't need to. You just Mm-mm. is. You know? And we are proud. And we are proud. So let's get to eye of the shit storm. Mm-hmm. You take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. There was a very clear shitstorm this week. And we avoided hearing about it because we were partying in a gay pride shitstorm in Miami. And thank God because the real shitstorm was horrendous and violent and sad and disturbing. And there was tape of it and if you were lucky enough to avoid seeing the tape there were graphic descriptions of the shitstorm. i would cl- close my eyes and be like i'm not gonna watch that and then five seconds later they would just be describing it with words i'm like okay well i'm picturing it in my mind's eye now so thank you so basically over the weekend there was a chemical weapons attack on civilians in syria so far 70 people are dead but i mean the number continues to rise because there's people who are in critical condition and and trying to make it and it's it just it's 
it just keeps rising. It's probably higher now, and I didn't even... Yeah, I think it is higher yeah. now. Right now, they don't know who did it. <laughs> okay. And if they do know, they aren't telling us. Trump tweeted, quote, many dead, including women and children, in mindless chemical attack in Syria. Area of atrocity is in lockdown and encircled by Syrian army, making it completely inaccessible to outside world. President Putin, Russia, and Iran are responsible for backing animal Assad. Big price to pay. Open area immediately for medical help and verification. Another humanitarian disaster for no reason whatsoever. Sick! Apparently, that was like the first time he had ever said anything bad about Putin. He had ever he had ever name checked Putin right. in a tweet. So that was, I guess, everybody thought that that was groundbreaking. So he also tweeted talking shit about Obama, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, he's not entirely wrong. His tweet said, "If President Obama had crossed his stated quote red line in the sand, the Syrian disaster would have ended long ago. Animal Assad would have been history." So apparently in 2012, this kind of bummed me out, but, um, you know, there's nothing that will turn me away from Obama. But apparently in 2012, Obama had one of like the biggest fuck ups of his entire presidency when he made an international threat to Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. That's animal Assad, if I'm not mistaken. For for you, that's animal Assad if you're nasty. (laughs) So telling (laughs) telling him that if he used chemical weapons against civilians that would cross a red line in the sand mm-hmm. and bring enormous consequences. Well, then a year later, Assad killed hundreds of Syrian civilians in a gas attack, and Obama was about to drop missiles on his ass, but England didn't want to get behind it. So Obama punted and sent the decision to Congress, who killed it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> The empty threat not only made Obama look bad, it emboldened Assad, who has escalated his barbaric behavior against his own people. The fucking Congress wouldn't do anything that Obama wanted to do. This fucking assholes. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's all. It's all just it's all just on only Obama. No one's no one's blaming England. No one's blaming Congress. It's just Obama. Of and course. that's so fine. So fine. I don't even need I don't need um, I'm not going to blame Obama. And I don't care because he clearly wanted to drop bombs on Baghdad and the Brits fucked it up and Congress pushed out. And that being said, Trump can suck a fat dick because during his campaign, he went around on every news show. And I know you remember, Mamiel, talking about how it was counterproductive to get rid of these dictators like Saddam Hussein. And once you remove them, someone else worse takes over and and leave them there. Yes. Right. Yes. No. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, he announced at a press conference last week that he wanted to pull all of our troops out of Syria and bring them home and let other people handle it. Yeah, For that reason, he didn't (laughs) want to fuck with Assad. Right. He's like, let's that's not our problem. And not only does he not want to fuck with Assad, he doesn't want to fuck with Putin because that is who is running Syria. Right. So the next day, he instructed the State Department to freeze the $200 million that was allotted to stabilize Syria and maintained his position that he was ready to get us the hell out of there. And within days, the Syrian government, seeing that the U.S. was softening, dropped bombs filled with toxic gas on a suburb, killing tons of innocent civilians, including many women and tiny children. Like, and I I do believe that Putin is, is behind it. And what I think is... What 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 what's unfolding is what? Uh, let, let me just read this headline on CNN. Russia calls for UN inquiry into chemical attack as Trump skips summit. So Russia has said from the beginning. So Trump went out and was like, um, you know, chemical attack. Russia was like, you can't say it's a chemical attack. We don't know if it's chemical attack, and you can't. You need to be careful. And then Russia is setting it up like they're doing every other thing to make. Trump and America look like they 
A, caused it, and B, are fucking it up, and Russia's coming in and looking like a hero. Yeah. Even though they're the ones who caused it 100 million percent. Oh, they're definitely saying that that it was it was us that kicked it off and via even John McCain because it's because well because for a fact he made the announcement that that we were going to get out of there and he stopped the funding right and within a week it happened and it's for those of you who don't know and and were able to avoid it I mean I, I guess it was like barrels filled with bleach some kind of bleach they said the smell of bleach was overwhelming and it dropped on these people and like they are um being poisoned it's like they're bleeding out of their eyes and nose and mouth and babies are turning purple and bleeding out of their ears and it's like parents holding children suffocating and choking on you know asphyxiating on their own like body fluids and it's it was horrific but it's like the syrian government um they have these like rebels in syria there there's a dictatorship whatever and there's these rebels who want to obviously overthrow that the, but the, Syria has no money. So if their government is dropping any chemical weapons or doing anything, they need money to be able to build these whatever. And they, they're getting the money for a fact. This isn't just a this isn't an assumption. The, the money they get, they're funded by Russia and Iran, right, period. Right. So anything the, the Syrian government does to its own people is coming from 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 Russia. And, and we Iran. know that Putin, because what he did in I think it was the Ukraine when he bombed the school and right. killed all those children. He doesn't care about no. lives or children or women. No, he doesn't care. And he'll do chemical things and he'll do. He doesn't care because all they care about is keeping their own power. That guy Assad has been president since the year 2000. He there's not just like people were sick of his dictatorship and they wanted to rise up and have a normal. They were there was a peaceful civil war or not even a civil war. There was a peaceful like we're sick of your shit. We want better for ourselves. Like we could be a cool country. You're a fuck. We want you out. Then he had the military turn on them. So now you have the military. It's like there's three different uprisings going on in Syria, which created uh, the Islamic State, which is why it's always like Obama created the Islamic State. Yeah. Well, and then yesterday (laughs) missiles were dropped on um, or I guess two days ago. Missiles were fired at a Syrian air base and Russia and Iran are saying it was Israel. And you know what? It probably was because Israel is. First of all, not ashamed, honey. They were like, They're you know not. what? Yeah. And they said, <laughs> the second Iran's creeping and creeping and creeping on, and Israel's not going to let Iran take like the stronghold of Syria. So they're like, so they fired the missiles. Yeah. McCain said that um, history will render a bitter judgment on America for this failure. Yep. And he blames he blames the Trump administration, but he, and he blames Obama too. And John McCain's right. Like, get His, in there. History will render a bitter yes. judgment on sitting around and promising a red line and then people get right. And what are you pussyfooting around poisoned. with Putin? That's what I don't understand. Like, you know what I mean? Like sit down and be like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. Is anyone really having that conversation? I know Mm-mm. we have to do, do like you have to be diplomatic and stuff, but when do you get to a point where you diplomacy? sit in a room and you go, look, look, man, man to man or whatever. What, what the fuck are we doing here? What are we doing here? What do you want? You mad? Are you mad? <laughs> You mad because what? Because yeah, he'll Russia- say I want to run America, and then what? Where's that going to get us? Well, then at least you know, <sighs> and now we can get into a war. You want to run America? We don't want you to fucking yeah. run America. You want to get in a war? Let's get in a fucking war. <laughs> we'll kill everyone on the planet. Is that what you want? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you want? You little tiny dick piece of yeah, shit. It's so stupid. Okay. All these stupid fucking asshole men doing this. Sorry, not sorry. Well, that was a sad and disturbing Syrian shitstorm. 
But now it's time for something a little more fun and shady in our next segment called The Dossier. The president has a sex tape. The government sold you drugs. I'm just trying to get paid. But nobody's coughing up. This is the part of the show where we talk about all things Trump slash Russia related. The investigation and suspicion all began when a dossier accusing Trump of many shady financial dealings surfaced and was given to the CIA. That dossier kicked off a chain of events that are still happening every day. And yesterday, a really good one happened. Yep, it was real good. Okay, so yesterday, like you said, Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, Mm -hmm. had his house, his (laughs) office, and his hotel room, because you know what you have when you have a house in an office? You also have your ho- your spare hotel room. Yeah, to get rid of all your evidence. Right. He had it raided by the FBI. They took his computer, phone, personal financial records, including tax returns. I wish they'd take my tax returns and burn them in a fire. Uh, and the word on the street is that he is under federal investigation for possible bank fraud, wire fraud, and campaign finance violation. So in case that didn't sink in for any of you who was busy watching the New York premiere, <laughs> the second episode of New York, and I guess the Atlanta reunion. Um, the president of the United States' personal attorney and <laughs> yeah. friend for like the last 20 years, um, who knows where all the bodies are buried, um, just had all of his shit seized by the FBI while yeah. he was probably in the shower fucking jacking it or shaving like his, his family was going on with their life in manhattan and the fbi Ra- raid a raid not a subpoena yeah. banged down their door like that's when we when this was on the news and if you hadn't seen it and this was the thing that we this is the important thing to understand they didn't subpoena his records. They didn't. And apparently there's several different th- kinds they can do. They can do a regular subpoena, which is like a nice subpoena, which is we just want your shit. Cool. Cool. Can you send it over? Cool. 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 Or there's a subpoena with like um, there was a thing with something with some sort of caveat. And I can't remember. Probably what like you're 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 the, the or you have to do you, it right. by a certain time right. and you better be all these things we want or we're coming to get you. Yeah. Then once they know. So then there and then there's the raid. So, and let me just say that a professor at NYU like law school said a search warrant for a law office is extremely rare. Lawyers are given the courtesy of producing documents in response to a subpoena or request unless the government believes a lawyer will destroy or conceal the objects of the search. Hence the hotel room and the raid. Hence the raid because motherfucking old you want to talk about an asshole mouth. Again, I don't know. Trump loves a mouth like yeah. looks like an asshole. This guy was clearly about to get rid of all the evidence, honey, because yeah, he's. I mean, they saw him. They were there. I mean, we don't know for sure, but they what they were sort of saying is like they 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 were absolutely watching him. One hundred percent, he was under surveillance. I mean, for sure, and they must have seen him going from his house or his office to the hotel room. They were like with the same yeah. computer over a number of times with the same like it was something was suspicious. I mean, it took a year to organize Miami Pride, and I'm quite sure it took at least, if not a whole year, half that. to What they did to this guy, the surprise element on three different areas in the middle of Manhattan with the full FBI. They definitely, for sure, were doing physical surveillance on him, Um, and they suspected he was... They moved... At lightning speed when they finally moved because he was they yeah. saw him taking his computer like I'm just doing renovations. <laughs> I need all my office equipment and all yep. my papers Mm-mm. and I need to take them over to an incinerator. 
that the mob has in a house. I can't wait to find out what we find out. I mean, it's we are we actually one of the reasons, even though we did we did pass out. We wanted to wait, try to wait as long as we could to record this podcast as we were hoping. Right. We'd get one leak. Yeah. Like one. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. one. Yeah. One yeah. item. Yeah. But just this is um, I have to say this because this okay. guy, it gets really confusing with this guy, Michael Cohen. But there's this other guy, Felix Sater, who he's one of Trump has many business partners. He does business with many nefarious characters. Uh-huh. But one of them is this guy, Felix Sater, who he, I can't even get into his whole history. But Felix Sater, the emails were and this was last year that emails came to light, actual physical for real emails. These aren't just, they're, they're not like, rumors. It's, right. They've been seen by everyone. Right. It's at I love Russia at gmail.com. Yeah, right. Hey, bud. So, so Felix mm-hmm. Sater emails Michael Cohen, the guy with the raid, and said, um, he said, our boy can become president of the USA and we can engineer it. The, so the emails are from 2015, but they came to light last year. Okay. Our boy can become president of the USA and we can engineer it. I will get all of Putin's team to buy in on this. I will manage this process. I will get Putin on this program and we will get Donald elected. I mean, what else do you need? When I heard, and this is like whatever when we were on the cruise, when I flipped the switch and was like, we're about to be taken over by Russia. It was that email and an interview on Chris Hayes with this guy, Felix Sater, where I was like, who what more do you need to see than the email to know that they <laughs> yeah, colluded with yeah. Russia I mean there you go the, I, I mean I, there's nothing left to be said if you're there and you're trying to get <laughs> I mean, um you know elected governor and uh-huh. I'm going behind like we're gonna get Julie elected we're gonna get Julie elected and you're just gonna sit there and be like I didn't know what she was saying right I didn't know who was what right. do I know and it's like they work for you exactly and you know that they're such dick suckers that who were like and if you oh, knew it you know. or didn't know it, if somebody worked for you and they go me to somebody, right. they have no problem. Of, oh, they sexually harassed and they're your employee. Right. They'll be like, you're done too. Right. You should have known what your employee was doing. Yep. If you, that's your job. They work for you. You, you represent them. Too yes. bad. You're in on it. Yeah. 100%. And he did know. Come on. He knew. I will get Putin on this program and we will get Donald elected. You colluded. Yeah, that's There's it. the proof. There's the proof. We found it. Breaking news. I know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Broken on this podcast. The, there fucking, has been collusion. They need Geraldo Rivera going into a tomb where they find a, a scroll written in blood with Donald Trump's DNA on it that says Russia got me elected. It's like, like it's not going right. to happen like they that. They don't want to. And the, the I would have to assume the other problem with admitting that is that now they have to deal with Putin and nobody wants to do <laughs> right. it. Because now you're going to have you're to deal right. with Russia. And that, in my opinion, is why they're not, can't cop to it and why it's so difficult. Because, yeah, now you are going to have to deal with Putin. What are you going to do? And Russia is scary. And he does have a huge army. And he does have nuclear weapons. And he does have chemical weapons. And he's very, very powerful. But if we're so going to yeah. get into it or don't. So I guess we have World War Four coming. But what do I love three. to say with the high five over the podcast table? <laughs> Best years of our lives are behind us. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to fucking cry about it. I wish the pets were dead so that I could just not worry about them. But other than that, like, I can't, I mean. Well, they're dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's, it's, yeah, and that's why you have to, why aren't you trying? You want real diplomacy. I mean, I don't know. It seems to me you need to get in a room and fight it out between you two. And unfortunately, Donald Trump's stupid. I mean, this administration is so retarded. Why can't Jason Bourne just go assassinate him? 
I don't know why. Uh, don't we have any Jason Bournes on board here? That I can don't know. Get up in there and. According to Mission Impossible, you can do it. Yeah. So I don't get it. I mean. It's because they're in business with him and they don't want to. I don't yeah. know. I don't know it's, what we don't know I think, about I our think, relationship I with really Russia. Do but think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like the second we acknowledge and get Trump out of there uh, regarding Putin, they'd rather exactly, exactly what you said. They would rather get him out for tax evasion or embezzling or whatever they're going to do this this raid. At least publicly. Then get him out because of Putin because now then we're stuck being like, yeah. oh, And why fuck, Alex Jones war. and Rush Limbaugh, you fat fucks, aren't <laughs> getting behind that? I don't know. You want to talk about a, uh, what's a word, you know? When, um, a red herring? Conspiracy theories oh. or whatever. <laughs> That's my conspiracy theory and it's right. Like it's not about the Jewish Illuminati and the, you know, liberal fake news and all that. No, it's that um, Russia... Uh, that the Amer- this administration a colluded with Russia and b they don't want to deal with it because then they would have to fucking publicly admit it and deal with Russia. Yeah, we have to get into a war. Okay, so there's obviously going to be much more to come with this story, but for now we are combining two of our favorite segments about two of our favorite gals. We're going to celebrate Sarah and spend a moment with Melania. <laughs> The time of year when Bible beaters get together to pretend Jesus was resurrected <laughs> and the time of year when grocery stores and drugstores have a whole aisle dedicated to just Easter candy, which means that I buy 13 bags of Cadbury mini eggs and try not to eat them all by May. And most importantly, it's the time of year when the White House hosts their annual Easter egg roll. I don't even know what that means, but I'd like an egg roll right now mm, as a snack. Yeah. Um, it takes place on the White House lawn and it's tradition for the First Lady to read a story to the kids. Now, y'all remember last year when we had Melania on and she talked about how she read Kathy Lee Gifford's book, Party Animals. Loves that book. Well, this year, Melania read another wonderful book and we're going to play it for you. Hello, everyone. Happy Easter. Nice to have you here. We have a beautiful I look so day. good I mean, in this cold, outfit I'm wearing. You will keep it warm. I brought the book that I really like. And <laughs> I can't even believe this is the real. It's you. It's you. It is real. Have you? The book's called You. Does anybody know the book? It's called You. I (laughs) read it to Baron. I said, Baron, this book called You. I love it because it's about you. Uh, 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 The only book I read Donald is called Donald. He loved that book. (laughs) You do? Oh, fantastic. You too. Great. Me too. Who are you? (laughs) I don't know. What? You? I don't know. Can I have a Bellini? I don't know where I am. Uh, I am wearing, however, powder blue overcoat. Read it for you. Life is a big adventure. Just- Life is big adventure. Like this. 
I don't know. I, I wanted to read this as in Slovenia, but they wouldn't let me do it. Is it venture? Really for you. Give it all you have got. There is nothing you can't do. It's blowing on me. I don't know why, but it's blowing. I can't stop the, 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 the wind from blowing my hair, but it is. I did what? Yes. The book's all about nuance. And with her accent, it's like there's nothing you can't do, but you. it almost sounds like she says there's nothing you can do. Well, the truth is, Brandy, is there's nothing that you can do at this point with this with my husband, you know. So the book should be called Give Up, is what it should be called. The book should be called Pack It In, It's Time To Go. You know, obviously don't go to Canada, but or, you know, but go somewhere nice like Monte Carlo and have nice life because this is not going to work. I'm turning page now. Never stop exploring because mm-hmm. life would be boring. But don't look at my husband's taxes. That would be bad. <laughs> be clever and <coughs> just like a cat. Mm. Ask lots of questions. Class? Except don't about ask about taxes or Russia or any business. Don't ask about Moscow. Don't ask about Stormy Daniels, that whore. Don't ask about the other whore. Don't ask about uh, any of the kids. Don't ask about Don Jr. He getting divorced. Don't talk about Eric and his fake charity. Don't ask about um, what's her name. I always forget her name. The other kid, you know, the one none of us like. You know her. Oh, Tiffany. Ooh, yeah, we don't talk about hair. And that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look at the life from different points of view. Mm. Turn things upside down mm-hmm. if it suits you. You know, like the bank account. Wake to- up in the morning and holler mm-hmm. hip hop bray. Wake up in the morning and holler hip hop bray. I don't know what language is. I don't know what language is. Hold on, let me wake up. Wake up. Hip hop bray. Is she saying hip hop bray? Hip hop bray. Hip hop bray. Oh, hip hop bray. I don't think she was. I thought she meant hip hop parade. No, I don't think it was hip hop hop hi. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe her command of the the spoken English language might be better than the written. Maybe so. Oh, I hope Sean Hannity doesn't call out us for we being horrible for making fun of my own self. Every day is inviting you to smile. Every day is <laughs> inviting you to smile. Do you smile every day, Brandy? <laughs> <laughs> At least once day. She, she sounds really sweet. I am very sweet. People always underestimate me. I am sweet woman. People think because I stay with Donald, I'm not a nice lady, but I am. We know you're trapped. Time. That's right. The book should be called Trapped. You Trapped. Yeah, You Trapped. <laughs> it should be called You Trapped. You wake up every morning and go, let me out, hip hop, let me out. Let hip me hop out. Hip hop a day. Hip hop a day. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hip hop a day. Climb great tall mountains and reach <laughs> Why don't I write sky. a children's book? We should. You might fall down, but then... You die. You will fly. I mean fly. But if you fall down Remember, here, you die. Mm. You can be anything you really want to be. No. Like a pilot, a poet, oh. or someone who lives Sucks in a Sucks Or a for money. <laughs> <laughs> or a gold digger. <laughs> you can be you can be anything you want to be. You can be a pilot, a lawyer, you could be a uh, engineer or a gold digger. <laughs> digger. Digger. Let me turn page. 
try not to say words like I can't, I want, and I should. I think it was I, I want. want. Try not to say words like I can't, I, I want, or I won't, I or, won't, I can't. Also, don't say words. Also, probably shouldn't be reading this book because I don't know the language. Oh, and I'm telling you, it's semantics and nuance, and it's really lost. Don't but, say words like you cheated on me, <laughs> yeah. you're shady. <laughs> Prenup, <laughs> divorce, exactly. <laughs> Still married. Child support. Ch- child support. Autistic. Um, you know words such as like that. Well, there's more book, but we can end there. You know, you you know that's fine. It don't matter. You get the point. Be you. You know, yeah. don't say no. Just try to do it. I try to give good message to children. For I am also mother, which is my favorite job to do. And I'm tired of being gold digger and tired of being, you know, Miss Trump, first lady. But um, I just like to, you know, Was tell the children. to read the book on the lawn knowing that what's going on with Stormy Daniels and that other Playboy lady? It was hard to read on the lawn because I have trouble reading <laughs> the English. But other than that, you know, and it was windy and very cold. Uh, those two horses, they don't bother me, you know. I already knew. I already knew about them. There's also 17 other ones people right. don't know about. That's so true. I don't care. Well, you know what, Melania? Thank you. That was a joy to listen to and so sweet. But <clears throat> sweet Melania wasn't the only White House mom to read a book to the children on the lawn. We also got the gift of Sarah Fuckabee Sanders. Morning. She's President Trump's press secretary and the lady who proves that just because you're a woman and a mom doesn't mean that you can't be rude, lumbering, and completely unmaternal. <laughs> Are you guys cold? Are you guys cold? I don't really care. How are you? What are you doing? You want to ask me a question? Don't want to hear it. What are you, six? What a shitty fucking age. <laughs> me too. Have you been to the cookie station yet? I have. I've eaten 17,000 of them. I put also some like pills inside of them so that I could get through this and also get through my job because I do hate myself and I hate you. Yes. Are you going to eat lots of cookies and then uh, go home with your parents on lots of sugar? And be annoying and fucking wish I never had you and wish I could run away and go to a different country and like be have a different body and get a different face and live a different life. Uh, you too? She's as patronizing to the children as she is to the press corps. Are you going to eat that sugar? Are you going to eat sugar and go home and be annoying? Is that what you're going to do? Are you going to do it? You're all going to grow up to be big drug addicts. You already like getting high, don't you? Are you going to be annoying? Are you going to be irrit- are you gonna irritate mom and dad? Huh? Because <laughs> you're irritating me just being here. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody get candy yesterday? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> anybody get candy yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. By the way, the kids right, are annoying. I can hear them. Story. I have three kids. This is a story. And I hate every one them. of them. Uh, it's the, the Easter story. Hopefully, uh, you guys got to celebrate Easter yesterday. Hopefully, uh, if you're lucky, you got to celebrate Easter. Uh, if you're lucky, like your parents are cool or they're not cool and you didn't. Su- also, are there any Jews here? Hope not because <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't be here. This is only this for is um, Jesus Easter. Time. This is Jesus time. I don't want to hear about your shit or Muslims or whatever the fuck you guys do. I don't <laughs> understand it. I don't even know. It doesn't even matter to us. This is why we have the Easter thing here at the White House. 
I know some of you ask, like, why do we even have an Easter egg roll or read stories like this, being that it's religious and we shouldn't even have anything that's religious at the White House. But you know what we say? Go fuck yourself. Jesus is God. Melania doesn't read religious things. That's right. Well, because Melania just doesn't <laughs> understand the way America should be America. But you were excited to watch- shove Jesus down the children's throat. Isn't that right? Well, because Jesus needs to be shoved down their throats because <laughs> that's what Easter is. And that's I don't even know why we even talk about any other holidays because those don't <laughs> exist. The only holiday that exists is Easter and Christmas and anything Jesus. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's go. We're all here and uh, I'll launch right in. Oh. And I'll try to make it fast since I know you guys are cold. I'll, I'll make it fast since I don't want to be here. She loves speeding things up and ending things. When we things. celebrate Easter, we remember that God gave us his son, Jesus Christ, to be our savior. Well, already, that should offend most of you because that is not a fact. It's actually uh, an opinion and a theory, but I think it's a fact, which means that you have to think it's a fact. She's making Jesus it real fast. Made sick people well. He even made the dead live again. Also, conjecture. Objection, <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, uh, he made sick people well again and also did any of it and also even existed. Go, let's go. She likes to take her time. I like to take my time when I pull the pages. No, she said she Jesus was going to make chose it fast. Twelve men to be his disciples, and he told them that God loves us so much that he sent his son for us. As a children's book, it is real colorful. <laughs> it's just it's got so much. Just it's perky. It's interesting. I'm I've, my my imagination's running wild. The pictures are also colorful and super fun to look at because not all every child child likes to look at Jesus picking up twelve men. Um, what off the street? Mm-hmm. I mean, off what? Jesus is his Jesus picked up twelve men over at Ramrod. At Ramrod, uh huh. If it was called Jesus and Ramrod, it'd be good. <laughs> but some people didn't want to hear about God. They didn't want to listen. And Jews. that's Julian Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> the Jews were annoying. Got him killed. And on the Palm end. Sunday, Jesus rode into Jerusalem. And on a what? On a horse? On a, in a car? Hurricane. In a Hyundai Elantra? Jesus rode into, into Jerusalem on a, on a Hyundai Elantra and the, oh on a camel on a camel Elantra on a camel named Jesse. Later, Jesus and his disciples ate Fucked. the Passover supper, <laughs> and Jesus washed their feet to show how much he loved them. Uh, we don't. We just want to gloss over the fact that Passover is a Jewish holiday <laughs> and something Jews celebrate. Um, um, and that uh, they all did back then because they were all Jews and Christianity hadn't even been um, created yet because it they were created by Jews. But go on, let's go. <laughs> the book should be called "You Were a Jew" because yeah, we all were. That's right. You were a Jew. It's gross to think about, but it's true. <laughs> they went to a garden to pray, but the men who didn't like Jesus sent soldiers to arrest him. Jewish again? Remember? I mean, basically, those are the Romans. They came <laughs> in, but you know the truth. The, here's the rest of the story: the Jews sold out <laughs> Jesus. They went to the Romans. They were like, "This fucking guy, we can't deal with it. He's he's going to make it so we can't make our money because we're in we're in collusion, Jews and Romans. We're in collusion because we're just trying Hopefully to live." That was proven we're by just, someone. And it have is a special proven. Counsel? It is proven. We were in collusion. We just need to live because you know the Romans wanted to live their Roman life and Jews wanted to just be Jews but they're also annoying because they need to fucking go around being Jews and the Romans didn't want to have it. So the only way to keep the peace is to make the money deals and blah blah blah. So then Jesus came around and was like we shouldn't be making this money. We need to go. We need to live. We need to love. I want to fuck the whore. I want to fuck the guys. I want to live life. Everybody's cute. And the Jews were like you're annoying. We can't have you. So, like, get away out of here. By the way, during that time, it was all evangel- evangelicals preaching, and Jesus wasn't the only one. There were hundreds of Jesuses, just so you know, and that is a fact. Anyway, so 
That's okay, the end well, of the story. He's crucified. <laughs> that was fun. So now go get some eggs and think about a guy nailed up to a cross. Thanks. That, that was um, very enlightening. And you know what? Very Eastery. <laughs> uh, everyone go fuck yourselves. Eat some eggs. <laughs> and don't call me. Gotta go hang up. Bye. Now it's time for So There's That. Okay, so it's the end of the show, and it's the time for Julie to come up with her So There's That moment of the week. For those of you who are unfamiliar, this is the part of the show where Julie has to find one good thing that's happening during this political climate that basically sucks fucking ass. So, all right, Meow Meow, what is your So There's That moment for this week? This is a long one. Great. Great. This week's So There's That is a little different, perhaps, than the other So There's That's. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, I know that I'm supposed to find the light in the shit pile, and I think I did, but I can't say it's completely political, but it also is. But also, what I've learned finally this week is that nothing is really anything anyway, and everything is everything. And at the end of the day, what it really boils down to is trust. So one of the cool things about Trump winning the presidency is that it has inspired a whole new generation of activism and inspiration. <laughs> It has also emboldened people who, whether or not they're qualified, could potentially run for political office. And depending on what side of the fence you're on, this could be really, really good. Or this could be really annoying and fucked up, much like this topic. But I think what is happening is that with Trump, with this administration, with all the activists, with the March for Our Lives, with every single thing, what we're learning, what we're learning, what we're learning is who we want to trust. When I first read Cynthia Nixon was running for governor of New York City. I thought, oh, Jesus, why? Steve. Steve. His name is Brady Steve. (laughs) You never support me, Steve. (laughs) You don't ever support me. I'm trying to go to law school, Steve. (laughs) And then I read some uh, some more and some more and some more. And I got to tell you, I'm really not that mad at her. So really, this this is sort of about Cynthia Nixon. So I think it's I think it's completely about Cynthia. Okay, great. Were we ever mad at her? Well, just some people are. Just because she's a ginger. And <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not mad at her mainly. And I also always turn, even if I'm annoyed with someone, when I see them getting shit from other people, I then go on their you side. You love an underdog. So, and especially when I don't think to, I was, I wasn't ever mad at her. Um, I was never mad at her, but you know, people can bug and she's thirsty, but mainly mm. due to the, so basically these, so she's running for governor of New York. I didn't know that. Yes. This is new. And this is like a big announcement, like. A couple weeks ago. So who is it now? She's running against. So she's she's a Democrat and she's running against the incumbent who's also a Democrat named Andrew Cuomo. Okay, Andrew Cuomo has a lesbian sidekick named Christine Quinn. Christine Quinn also ran and is a politician in New York and she's a lesbian. And isn't the son or the nephew on Mario Cuomo is the dad. And then what's the other Cuomo on CNN? What's his name? He's he's cool that guy. Is yeah, he's it Michael, super cool. Is it something? Can't he's, remember he's his great. name. He's a lawyer. Let's he's call gr- him Steve. He's great on CNN. He is. So Cuomo is a Democrat, and so is the Les, Christine Quinn, but they're horrified by Cynthia Nixon. Um, and there's nothing I hate more than the than the old the old adage: just shut up and dribble, or shut up and sing. You know what I mean? Because they think she's just a stupid actress and she shouldn't be doing anything else. And she's unqualified. So, but to me, unless you're a surgeon or a pilot or a lawyer, you pretty much 
can learn to do anything on the job and you know not if, i don't even put lawyer in that okay so not even lawyer but i say surgeon like pilot architect you okay. need to have architect you'll kill people Fine. perhaps a scientist like when sure. we wanted to make ghb and we okay. realized we needed to know like chemistry, chemistry. all right there's certain <laughs> there's certain things that you just need the training for before you do the job rather than learning on the job in my opinion and I don't like it when people say you have to shut up and sing because you're only that thing. But in politics, all politics is, is fundraising and it's interacting with people and yeah. it's understanding what people want. So, gigaga. Now, Cynthia Nixon, who's a longtime New Yorker, made a splash about 14 years ago. By the way, can you believe it's been 14 years when she announced that she fell in love with a woman? They got married and had some kids. The world outed her as a lesbian, including Christine Quinn, who literally was quoted saying, New York City doesn't need an unqualified lesbian running. Christine Quinn God damn. is a lesbian. Who says something like that? Exactly. So, Also, can I just say, not only is she a longtime New Yorker, she has been an actress since she was a little girl. Yes. So it's, she, has, she has done her pr- profession 50,000 times over. She was already had done acting longer than anyone in sex in the city. By the time she got there, yeah. she was just like, it's a dollar to me. I'm phoning this in. I've been doing this since I'm five and I've got it. She's qualified to do a lot of things because when you work professionally, since you're fucking five years old, yeah. I think you're qualified. Christine, when did you get your first fucking <laughs> pussy sucking job? That's right. It's 29. When you got your, when you're done with your MBA, pussy sucking jobs. <laughs> now, why would, which I mean, once I saw that, quote of uh, she's an unqualified unqualified lesbian i lost my mind that's that's beyond because fill in in any other label fine and 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 people would that woman would be shamed off of of course of of course of course now so to me it's so wrong on so many levels and brings up so many issues but it's all that's why i told you before this is going to be convoluted because this is sort of like a thing you need to kind of be in an abstract thing about the whole podcast is convoluted. Oh, God. Now, why would <laughs> Cynthia Nixon run for governor of New York City is the question. Well, it's a good question. First of all, at least publicly, we know she's been very politically active for years. So in my opinion, the shit is kind of inevitable because it's a public job. And who better to do such thing? Ronald Reagan was Ronald Reagan qualified. President. Of all, but of all the like, if you could do senator, representative, mayor, governor. Right, she's going right for governor. What are the easiest ones? mayor, I think, I think so, too. When the bitch declared her lady upon lady love, she went in on same-sex marriage and fought like a banshee for it. She clearly, it's it's in her blood. Like, she's an advocate. She's an activist. And year after year, she stayed active. Public education, subway repair and reform, same-sex marriage, legalizing marijuana, women's rights, reproductive rights. Like, she's been doing it. She's been done, been doing it. Cynthia Nixon basically was tired of Andrew Cuomo's grandstandy, shady, not progressive enough policies, and she's calling him out on his shit, and he's not having it. I am, however, having all of it, mm-hmm. and I think this sort of feet-to-the-fire situation is actually good for politics and ultimately good for the Democratic Party and good for us as human Agreed. beings. We could all use a little enlightenment and a little shaking upness. Another light that has been shined on the situation is Cynthia Nixon's sexuality. It's obviously... A point of contention for this other fucking lesbian who's right well i was one of the people who who also was like oh bitch is les she got with that woman and oh that makes sense now i'm comfortable i can say she's lesbian she's this she's an actress she's well we've all been wrong 
According to her, she's bisexual, full on. Well, of course, she was with men for years. She's attracted to and falls in love with men, and she's attracted to and fell in love with this woman. Would she ever be with another woman again? Maybe, maybe not. Not to say she's anticipating this relationship ending, but as we all know, it will. She's been... Because <laughs> they all do. Because everyone does. So, will she be with men again? Absolutely. And this is according to her. Quote, in terms of sexual orientation... I don't really feel I've changed, she told The Telegraph in 2008. I don't feel there was a hidden part of my sexuality that I wasn't aware of. I'd been with men all my life, and I'd never fall in love with a woman. But when I did, it didn't seem so strange. I'm just a woman in love with another woman. She goes on to say in an article in Vox by Caroline Framke. In 2012, Nixon stumbled into controversy when she told The New York Times that her relationship with Marinononi, I can't remember, Christine Marinononi, was a choice. Which so many, which to many implied that she was playing into the pernicious trope that queer people can turn their queerness on and off whenever they want. She said, I understand that for many people it's not, but for me it's a choice, she said, and you don't get to define my gayness for me. She was, she added, very annoyed about this issue. So she's gone on to talk about it being a choice and all this shit and don't define me, blah, blah, blah. And for me, this really spoke to me because... When that Christine Quinn said that about her being an, an unqualified lesbian and why is she running for governor and, and and she can't do that. It really it was full circle for me in the fact that we are trying to define her and each other by these instant labels. Yep. And instant lifelong labels. Right. So I say all this as I feel like in some way Cynthia Nixon's sexuality is kind of an amazing parable for the political and social climate we're in, particularly a lesson for gay and straight people who cling to these definitions more than anyone else as a security blanket for knowing who to trust. When really, if you think about it, even if someone shares the same sexuality as you, that doesn't mean when you're in a relationship, you can trust them. What makes someone trustworthy is proving whether or not they're trustworthy. Right. People change, whether it's experience and work or life. Cynthia Nixon has actually, in a very succinct way, exposed a very fundamental issue politically and personally. We have put our trust in defining our views and who we choose based on what party they align with. Like my cousin Lee Weinberg, who <laughs> said he doesn't support Trump. Technically, he voted for Trump because he voted party lines. That's what he said, because he's a Republican and he's an asshole. And I'm not saying definitions are bad at all. I think communities and specific things to have in common with people are important. And yeah, I want to know if you're gay or not, because that will inform how I proceed or not or things I should be cautious about. But it's also important to understand nuance and gray area and have intuition and critical thinking and stand up for what you believe in. And we could all stand to also pay more attention to our own selves and stop defining other people because it makes us feel more comfortable and perhaps see definitions and labels as just an introduction to someone and not a lifelong indictment. Cynthia Nixon doesn't like the way Andrew Cuomo is running New York, and she just doesn't fucking like him. She thinks the subways need to be fixed, and he dropped the ball, and he let down students, and pretty much lied to them when he said he would fight for student loan reform. He's a grandstanding macho middle-of-the-road politician, and she's sick of it. She's a real progressive who fucking fell in love with a woman and doesn't need her life to be defined for her and has to fight daily against people who want to tell her what she is, who she is, what she's qualified for, and what she isn't qualified for. Though she's running as a Democrat, she's also running against the Democrat to show the diversity that could be presented. She wants more for her city and she wants more for herself. And so should we all. We need to allow for change and for evolution and for learning and for love and for trust, which is earned and not introduced. So there's that.
So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. We want to thank you guys for listening. We know we can get annoying and we probably don't even make sense half the time, but we love our 14 <laughs> listeners. Remember to go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and subscribe to our members only podcast. It's a dollar an episode and completely worth it. There's like a free one for you to check out and see if it's your jam. Is that my jam? Oh, that's my jam. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. My jam is on. That's my jam. Ooh, that's my jam. I better get some fresh jam. Um, we want to take a moment to quickly thank donors and gift givers and all around angels. Mm. Leah Black, Jesse Horgan, Carrie Transu. Transu? Carrie Transu has been, I mean, she's just, <laughs> she's a gift that keeps on giving. She's brought us so much joy. Jen Severson, Andre Devine, Ashley Twett. I'm not sure if that's how you say that. And Jeremy Heard McKinney. They basically make up our, the board of directors <laughs> oh on our Patreon podcast. Oh my God, I it's love the board. that. That's the board of directors. Yeah, we've got to you see You guys have no thinks. power, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Don't, 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 you know. But you are the board of directors. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that, the board of directors. <laughs> we should do someday, someday, when we make money, you know, mo- you know, like real, we're going to have a board of directors gala. <laughs> We'll have a Patreon gala. Yeah. You know what I mean? 13 people. How amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to be at the um, Women in Comedy Festival in Boston on April 21st and April 22nd. And um, um, next podcast, I'll say where I'll be in May. But that's the most important thing. That's going to be Club Cafe and then another venue. I'm not sure. You have to go to their website to see because there's a million different shows going on over like three or four days. All right, and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And convoluted. It wasn't really that convoluted. Really? Yeah, it was good. I love you. Love you. (laughs) How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dying because when you knocked... He thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day. But by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night Or maybe a bite Night I could show you my favorite obsession 
I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 